This is a podcast by Minda News. Minda News, a news agency run by the Mindanao Institute of Journalism, serving readers since 2001 in Davao City. Welcome to the podcast edition of the first web forum of the Mindanao Institute of Journalism. In this web forum, we tackle the policies and protocols on the Disposable Personal Protective Equipment, or PPEs. We invited resource speakers from the Department of Health in Davao Region, Environmental Management Bureau in Davao Region, Red Green Solutions Corporation that processes medical waste, and the Davao-based Environmental Group Interfacing Development Intervention for Sustainability, or EDIS. Good morning. Welcome to our the first webinar forum organized by the Minda News, and we would like to welcome our speakers, um, Dr. Yale Lagan. He will give us later on the opening remarks. Engineer Antonia Ebo, um, Engineer Mira Ferrianos Barquilla, Engineer Neil Anthony Jamili, and Chinky Pelinio Gole. Uh, we also have um, listeners from uh, schools and those who are also uh, from other corporate organizations. Um, to start off, we would like to remind the participants for that for audio and video, we encourage you to keep your mic muted to avoid distracting the speakers and other participants. Whether to turn your video on or off is your discretion. For questions and answers for our friends uh, from our colleagues from the media, Questions may only be asked through chat. While we encourage you to ask questions, we will give priority to questions from the media due to the limited time of the forum. The media may also ask one question, another follow-up. And other participants who want to ask questions, uh, they will only be limited to one question. In sending your questions, please include your name and the name of your organization. So that's it. Uh, the forum is entitled, uh, this question is asking, where do our disposable PPEs go? This is uh, an assessment of a waste management in the time of COVID-19. So um, to start, may we call on Dr. Gail Ilagan, the president of the Mindanao Institute of Journalism that runs the Mindanese. Dr. Gail? Thank you, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning. It is our pleasure to welcome you to this webinar. This forum is organized, of course, by Minda News in partnership with Internews and EJNR Earth Journalism Network. Minda News, as we know, is an independent news service operating from Mindanao that has a long tradition of providing the community of media practitioners and students a venue to examine crucial issues affecting our community life here in Mindanao. In keeping with the COVID times, we have turned this forum virtual, but we remain just as steadfast in our intent to raise awareness as together 
we review existing policies towards pushing for a more informed policy recommendation. Our topic today is on PPE, waste management, PPE or personal protective equipment. This has entered into popular lexicon these days. PPE is now, of course, an indispensable part of our OOTD. Don't leave the house without it. For many of us ordinary citizens, we wash and wear our PPE. Still, there are many of us who use the disposable kind as a matter of preference or because it is required by our profession. Thus, disposable PPE is now making its way to our solid waste receptacles and raising concerns about proper waste management. This is what the forum will be about today. We will hear from our public health and environmental officials, as well as from representatives from environmental research and advocacy groups that we have invited as resource persons. So to our participants, please feel free to raise your questions and comments on chat at any point during the discussion. Here's hoping for a fruitful learning session today. Welcome everyone and thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Gale. Again, uh, we would like to remind all the participants and the speakers that we are on Zoom and that we are also live on the FB page of News. The For those who want to know more, because I'm sure this is a very interesting topic, you can hear us later on on Spotify or Anchor on the, the platform of News Podcast. So our first presenter, our first speaker is the leader of the decontamination and water sanitation and hygiene or WASH team of the Department of Health in Davao Region. She also heads the COVID-19 rapid response team. Please welcome Engineer Antonietta Ebol. So in behalf of yeah. our uh, director, Dr. Annabel Piumang, I will discuss with you uh, what has been done and what is the practice of our uh, hospitals and uh, temporary treatment and uh, monitoring facility in Davao region. Yeah, okay. So while uh, Rob is still tinkering with your presentation, I would just like to mention our participants who have registered today. We have uh, the Holy Cross of Davao College, uh, the Mindanao Times, the Philippine Daily Inquirer, Sunstar Davao, Manila Bulletin, Business World, and the Philippine Broadcasting Service, or Radio Pilipinas. For the government, we have the DILG, the City Government of Davao, the Department of Education, the Local Government Unit of Bangla, uh, the DNR, EMB in Region 3, the Department of Environment and Natural Resources in RH. Regional Health Unit in Pantar. For environmental NGOs, we have the Climate Reality Project, the Break Free from Plastic PH, WWF Philippines. And for schools, we have the University of Immaculate Conception, the University of Mindanao, Western Mindanao State University, Ateneo de Manila University, Southern, Southern Philippines Medical Center, MSU Iligan, and the Eastern Samar State University. So we're relatively across the, the country. 
We also have the Young Earth Science Society, the Daughters of Charity in Marilac Center, Ecoteneo of the Ateneo de Davao University, and, PI and PIA, the Philippine Information Agency in Region So, uh, good morning to all. Happy Kadayawan. So, good morning again. Can you hear me, my dear participants? Uh, yes, ma'am. So Loud and clear. Okay, let me discuss with you uh, the use and disposal of personal protective equipment, our healthcare management in time of this COVID-19 pandemic. Next slide, please. So our problem actually, as mentioned, we have increasing COVID cases in the region. Because of this, we have increasing waste generated from COVID-19 facilities, such as our hospitals and our TTMF. LGU has no designated treatment, storage disposal facility for infectious waste, and another two others, or we have only one EMB accredited service provider in the region. Next slide, please. So our Bible for this healthcare waste management is our DOH, WHO Healthcare Waste Management, fourth edition. And with this, we have these interim guidelines on the management of healthcare waste in facilities, community quarantine units, temporary treatment, and monitoring facilities of the COVID 19. Our objective for these guidelines is to provide everybody on the proper management of COVID-19 related healthcare waste management in all facilities. And our object general guidelines, all health facility, the community quarantine, temporary treatment and monitoring facilities should have a waste management plan to be followed accordingly. And all care, Healthcare waste generated in the management, treatment of suspect probable and confirmed COVID patient should be considered as infectious waste. Next slide. So there is another department um, memorandum 2020-0167, which is the interim guidelines on proper handling, disinfection of non-critical items used in the management of COVID-19 in the facilities and temporary treatment facilities. One is the use of PPE should used for disinfection of these items and environment shall be considered as infectious waste again, which shall be properly treated prior to disposal in accordance with healthcare waste management policies and procedures. So for a fact, uh, ano ba yung sinasabi natin PPE? So PPE composed of the clothes use, shoe cover, we have the apron, um, disposable apron, long sleeve gown, thick gloves, face mask, goggles, or we have these patients now. And this must be used by the health facility personnel. So we can imagine how many of these are coming and using every day. Designated in collecting, segregating, handling, transporting of this healthcare waste. So that composed of the PPE. Next slide. Other guidelines should have hand hygiene must be also done after removing the PPEs. Only personnel trained on the rest and safety procedures of this healthcare waste must be designated to handle the related waste. 
Storage of infectious waste must follow safe retention until it is treated, collected for transport to off-site treatment facility, and infectious waste must be separated from other generated waste and have a dedicated area or space. Next slide. For the specific guideline, of course, we have the waste generation. Waste should be properly segregated. Segregation and collection, appropriate label and signage of plastic bags, waste bins, container must be done. Appropriate receptacle, we have the yellow bag for the infectious waste, must be available for the use of healthcare worker. Waste bins and sharp container must be collected when there are three-fourths full of the waste in the Pocono must be properly sealed prior to transport. Infectious waste should not be mixed with other waste handling and collection. For the storage, for the next slide. Next slide for the number three, for the storage, infectious waste may be stored temporarily in designated area. Disinfection of storage must be done regularly at least once a day prior to transport and all healthcare facilities must conform with the rules and regulation mandated by our partner EMB DNR. Next slide. So what has been done? The DOH oriented and circulated these guidelines and manual to the provincial local government units, the municipal government units, the healthcare waste management manual, which is the latest, the fourth edition. All the DOH memos and guidelines has been disseminated and oriented in, to our partners. We have also requested our uh, provincial local government unit, municipal local government unit to establish temporary treatment and storage and disposal facilities of infectious waste through a letter to our own, their own mayor, the chair of the regional um, interagency task force. We have monitored the waste disposal of Southern Philippines Medical Center, the biggest hospital in Davao City, designed for COVID-19 patients. The DRMC, which is the Davao Regional Medical Center, and the treatment, temporary treatment and monitoring facilities. We have also sent memo to our service provider. We have one, only one service provider in region 11 on the proper schedule and time and collection of generated waste based on this DOH healthcare waste management annual. And of course, we have a proper and close coordination with our partner agency, the LGUs, the EMB and the CENRO. So what's the practice? Next slide, what's the practice in our region? The Davao City LGU contracted a third-party service provider for collection and hauling of this infectious waste in all the TTMF in Davao City. The Davao DOH Center for Health Development with the SPMC, Southern Philippines Medical Center, Davao Regional Medical Center contracted the same service provider. Infectious waste are treated with chlorine prior to collection of the third party or our service provider, while the private hospitals follows the treatment and disposal on DOH, well, DOH WHO Healthcare Waste Management Manual. Next slide. So this is one of our uh, documentation, the howling of infectious waste, all the collectors uh, are VTPEs. Um, I think uh, that will be all.
for this talk. Thank you and happy Kadayawan again. Thank you very much, Engineer Ebel. It was really uh, very interesting to look at how the, the process of, the, of keeping the PPEs. Those who would like to ask questions, we would like to answer that uh, during the open forum. So we have to um, start with our, our second presenter. To talk about the situation and the efforts of the Environment Department in tackling waste such as the disposable PPEs, our next speaker is a senior environmental management specialist of the Environmental Management Bureau in Davao region. Please welcome Engineer Mira Fair Llanos Barquilla. Happy Kadayawan to all. Good morning. In general, I will be talking about managing healthcare waste. Uh, since the PPEs is just one of the healthcare waste that we that our government is trying to manage. So under our A6969, we have Titles One, uh, Titles Two, and Title Three. The Title Three that has DAO 2013-22. This is the manual for management of uh, hazardous waste. So, parang ito yung magiging Bible natin. So under Table 2.1, M501, yung hazardous waste number niya is M501. M501 that's healthcare waste containing pathological, pathogenic, and infectious wastes and sharps. That includes the PPE since it's already infected with, it's contaminated with uh, virus or something. So during the ECQ, the Environmental Management Bureau in response to this uh, rising problem, issued interim guidelines, the Memorandum Circular 2020-014 and 016, which allows the uh, healthcare waste generators to secure uh, special permit to transport, even though they are not registered, because under, our, uh, under the DAO, they should, the generator, the transporter, and the treater should be registered with the EMB. However, with this um, pandemic, under this interim guidelines, even though the generators are not registered with EMB, still they are allowed to secure the uh, permit to transport of these wastes. However, on June 1, 2020, the EMB implemented the online system for registration. So the issuance of SPTT was stopped because we need to uh, register all the generators, the transporters, and the treaters with this new system. However, on August 4, the Bureau issued, the Bureau Director issued a memorandum order to all regional directors. Again, binalik yung issuance ng SPTT because uh, nakita po natin the problem is with the registration lalong tatagal bago ma, ma, makakuha ng permit yung generator. So magtatambak ngayon yung, has, yung healthcare waste, especially with the volume of the PPE. So ngayon, we have the manual issuance of SPTT. However, it shall be exclusive only for facilities that are designated as temporary quarantine facilities by the IATF. 
So, hindi kasali na yung other private hospitals. Yung quarantine facilities na ngayon, na designated by IATF yung covered nito. And uh, the jurisdiction over the issuance of this SPTT, kung saan nandun yung TSB facility, doon na region sila kukuha ng SPTT. Not kung saan ang generator, kundi kung saan ang TSB facility. Anyway, um, as per the that memorandum, we will we try to simplify the requirements. So we are still going back to 2020-14. These are the requirements. So it's simple. But kailangan pa rin registered yung transporter natin and yung treater. Kahit hindi registered yung TSD facility. I don't know. The generator, I mean. So how do we monitor the flow? Yung pag-transport ng waste. So from the generator, we have this manifest system. From the generator, mag, uh, they have to sign the manifest fill in the manifest form that the EMB issues to the applicant, uh, to the proponent. And then the transporter, pagtanggap niya ng waste, fill upan din naman niya yung uh, way, uh, form, manifest form. And then the treatment facility, fill upan din niya yung form. It's just a cycle. And then Submit the form to EMB. That's how we monitor the flow of the waste generation and until treatment. And after the final disposal, the treater or the TSD facility or the disposal facility will issue the certificate of treatment to the generator and copy furnish the EMB. That's how we monitor. However, the, uh, the management of the whole management of this flow is with the DOH and the LGU. But as EMB, we issue the necessary permits and we monitor the flow to make sure that lahat ho nakupunta dun sa dapat kalalagyan. Hindi kung saan-saan lang po tinatapon. Kasi that's where the problem goes. Pag saan-saan lang tinatapon, lalo pat infectious ito. Thank you very much, um, uh, Engineer Berkilia. So um, we would like to listen to the third presenters, Radin Solutions Corporations. But as Rob is um, preparing the, the presentation, we would like to inform you that this web forum was conceptualized um, from a, uh, a special, I mean, the new special report entitled Policy review of waste management needed as Davao City grapples with household PPE based an article written by Jovel Escovilla. So the next, our next speaker is uh, a very young Davao innovator and scientist who devised an environmentally sound machine to process medical waste, which now include those that may have potentially carried the coronavirus. Let us hear about their technology and reason behind their risky enterprise or hazardous enterprise. From the research and development manager of Red Green Solutions Corporation, Engineer Neil Anthony Jamili. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, good morning, po. Happy Kadayawan. Uh, can we have the slides first? But before that, I'd like to correct something up. This is actually a team of engineer engineers 
who work on solutions for the medical waste industries. So we begin. Okay, so uh, first I had to clarify the difference between rad green solutions and Maya Med Waste. So rad green solutions is the company responsible for the manufacturing of the systems used by Maya Med Waste solutions. Maya Med Waste, which is the only DNR-accredited waste treatment in Davao region. Okay, so these are the very common use that we do have. The, this is also an imminent fear that we are actually facing. The infectious waste just being thrown everywhere without solution. So the presence of our company, Rad Green Solutions and Mayamed Waste, has been uh, more important. Like It's considered to be very, very important. So we proceed to the next slide. I'm going to show you how Rad Green Solutions and Mayamed Waste is operating. So we have different systems under ISO certification, which includes spiroclave systems. These are the systems that we install to most of our installations across the country. Today, we currently have eight installations, two of which are operated by Maya Medway Solutions, and the others are operated by different LGUs, as well as Department of Health Centers. Next slide, please. So it's developed and patented and manufactured by Rad Green Solutions, a Davao-based engineering company, and Next, please. Uh, its technology is compliant with the Philippine Clean Air Act, which means that we had to pass all emission standards before we treat medical waste. And also, it's compliant with the DOH Healthcare Waste Management Manual, which is the mandate that we are currently following right now in terms of the disposal of medical waste, which includes the COVID waste and other waste that we actually cater. Next, please. So we're also the member, the member, a member of the Filipino Inventor Society, sponsored by, uh, catered by the Department of Science and Technology. Next slide, please. So here's the pyroclave systems and how it works. Next slide, please. Okay. So the pyroclave system actually we have two separate systems. The other one is the beetle, which we are currently using in Davao City. It doesn't have shredding but it is capable of treating medical waste, which includes PPEs. Uh, the Healthcare Waste Ma Management Manual mandate states that 121 degrees Celsius at 30 minutes, but pyroclave systems installed in Davao, which includes Beetle, is capable of reaching up to 300 degrees Celsius for more than 30 minutes, and this is through indirect burning. So it undergoes a process of pyrolysis, or thermal disinfection po. Next slide, please. So this is the only medical waste treatment machine that has its own certificate of product registration given by the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, together with the Department of Health. So we have permits offered the operations, not only coming from DNR, but also from FDA. So you can see there that it's installed in Barangay New Carmen Tugbok District, Davao City. It's the landfill that we do have here in Davao City. There's also our PSD there, but we have a transporter which is CLAD Transport, and the treater is Maya Medways Solutions. Next slide, please. 
So every now and then we have this assurance to assure the public that we pass through general bacteriological tests. According to DOH, we have four levels of disinfection, which includes bacteria, viruses, protozoa, and other pathogenic sources. So in terms of our internal testing, we always include Geobacillus thermophilus strips under Mesolabs USA. So our standards is actually compliant to the National Reference Laboratory by DOH, which means that all bacteria and viruses is actually killed through the process of putting it in our system, pyroclave systems. Across Davao City right now, or Davao region, we're actually capable of treating 50 tons of medical waste per month. For the last two months, perhaps, for, 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 I mean for medical waste, which includes all COVID facilities in, in Davao region. So, so far, 80% usually of the medical waste na we consider infectious is COVID-considered COVID waste. Okay, next slide, please. So, we have this air emission because aside from the COVID waste, it is also important that emission is monitored. So, every now and then, we have emission yearly per installation, which includes dioxins and furans which are carcinogens. Uh, we're, the only we're the only machines that has tested dioxins and furans for emission. Next slide, please. So here's our waste output. I think this is the most critical part for the general public to see. Uh, first, uh, the medical waste actually is transported to us. It's in yellow bags. But after the treatments, it, it's already considered as general municipal waste. So it's placed now to black bags and considered to be thrown at landfills, but at a separate section or area, which is still medical waste. Okay, so let's see, please. Next slide. Okay, so our waste output is dry and shredded. Though we are capable of carbonizing our medical waste, there's a mandate and guidelines that we don't need to carbonize it based on DNR national office. So we moved on to sterilize disinfected medical waste, which is the following pictures. So we proceed on the next slide, please. We will show categories of medical waste. So we have the infectious waste. Nasa yellow bag pa po but we put it on a uh, green bag sa loob per, per bags at ng hospital. So before, this is from yellow bags. After, this is the output. The wage reduction is around 20 to 30%, and our volume reduction is 20 to 40%. These are infectious waste. So we also have the sharps, needles. Uh, hospitals and medical clinics, actually, you have their puncture-proof boxes. However, if there are instances na walang puncture-proof boxes, they used to put it in PET bottles, and then three-fourths is the maximum volume. Then before, then after. Minimal weight and volume reduction, but it is surely treated and disinfected already. This includes needles and syringe. So our facility is an ISO-certified facility 9001-2015, and we're pushing through environmental certification also per... ISO standards. Next slide, please. 
So our current installation so far across the country, we have strategically installed to the following areas. Okay, so these two operations are considered uh, under Maya Medway Solutions, Valenzuela Metro Manila, which is responsible across Metro Manila and NCR regions. Um, and we also have this one in Davao City, which is operating in Tugbok, in, in the landfill that you have, our TSD. Okay, so we have one in Naga City. This one, the other installations actually, Naga City is operated by government, by LGUs and DOH. Albay in, in Bicol Region, EVRMC, Eastern Visayas Regional Medical Center. Next slide, please. This one is in BRTTH Palabi, Bicol Regional Training Hospital. One is EVRM's Eastern Visayas Regional Medical Center in Tacloban. And the other one is in Coronadal, South Cotabato. Actually, South Cotabato is already operating for near seven years under their LGU operation. So uh, the good thing about LGU operations is they can mandate that they will be the only one responsible for the collection of all medical waste in their areas of responsibilities. So the latest one, we have one in Compostela Valley. Uh, this is actually under certifications plan applications to DNR. It's installed in Compostela Valley Provincial Hospital under DOH project. So we also have in Sarangani province, this, this one is under LGU by the province of Sarangani. And Marawi Amay Pakpa Medical Center. So across the years, here are our milestones. So we actually started with DTI Silicon Valley uh, in California for plug and play three months there. Product Development and Design Center also from DTI. And we're awarded by ASEAN Entrepreneurship Awards in 2014 by the President's Award. We are winners of DOST both regional and national awards and also by the United Nations and Ecuador Health Prize and ASEAN Business and Investment Summit in Marina Bay Sands, Singapore. So we're also under the unreasonable impact created with Barclays in United Kingdom and the James Dyson Award in London. So we're also an ISO certified machine and we have DNR certifications also with DOH and DOST. So that is Maya Medway Solutions and Rad Green Solutions in a glimpse. And I surely do expect that there will be a lot of questions, three PPEs and how the disposal method is, but I would be very, very much happy to answer and make the public at ease in terms of the disposal of PPEs. Uh, thank you very much, Engineer Jamili. It was really uh, fascinating. Uh, especially since Red Green Solutions Corporations is based in Davao City. So uh, before we go to the second, uh, to the fourth speaker, we would like to inform everyone that this web forum is streaming live on the Mindanao's Facebook page, and uh, you can later check it out at our podcast of this uh, forum through the Mindanao's podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. For participants, feel free to send in your questions through our webinar channels on Zoom, also through via the chat button. You may also send your questions via the Mindanus Facebook Live through the comment section and make sure to introduce yourself and the agency or company that you represent. 
So our fourth presenter uh, is uh, with uh, Interfacing Development Intervention for Sustainability, or EDIS. So part of our measures to fight COVID-19 is to wear disposable face masks. However, the improper disposal of these face masks not only threatens to further spread the virus, but also contribute to land and water pollution. Sharing her insights is Chinky Goye, the Executive Director of uh, the Davao-based Environmental Advocacy Group, EDIS. Um, good morning, Chinky. Hi, Ma'am Ami. Good morning. Good morning po sa lahat. Happy Kadayawan. Uh, Kadayawan. Yes. Uh, thank you for inviting EDIS no, to share our advocacy work on this uh, web forum. So, uh, while waiting for uh, my presentation. So, uh, this morning I will present because the, this, the, the earlier speakers talk about the guidelines, the policies you know, uh, issued by um, DOH, um, EMB, and also um, the RAD solutions also shared about their, um, their project on uh, waste management. So as, uh, as an NGO, this is also working on uh, influencing the public on how do we contribute in addressing the waste no, uh, generation amidst COVID-19 pandemic. So um, this is more of uh, addressing the public on how we can really contribute no, in uh, solving the wastes uh, problem, especially on the increasing concern about um, disposing of our PPEs during the pandemic. Okay, so next slide, please. Uh, so just an outline, so I will share um, briefly about the status of Davos City Waste before pandemic, no? so we have uh, data on that. And then second, uh, I wish to share the data on the waste generation during pandemic, but then I was not able to secure the data. So I would just uh, uh, share some um, figures you know, shared online by our uh, partners. So EDIS is an environmental advocacy organization, but we'll, we are also a member of the Eco Waste Coalition uh, a network of uh, as, uh, organizations and individuals really advocating for uh, eco waste, no, and uh, we have campaigns on the proper disposal of PPEs during this pandemic, and of course uh, the calls for action. So, um, yun nga, no, uh, I may not be able to uh, share data or information on how do we really address the the increasing concerns of PPEs, especially the medical wastes, but this uh, input, my sharing, will be addressed to the public on how we can share, uh, we can really contribute uh, in uh, solving this concern. So next slide, please. So, uh, so before pandemic, no. So we 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 posted this in our Facebook page and in the Sustainable Davo Movement page. So before pandemic, uh, we have this data from the city Enro. As of uh, 2017, the total uh, waste generation of Davo City is around 990.703 tons, and then it increased by two by 2.2 percent in 2018, or 1,012 um, 
0.486 tons on a daily basis. But in terms of uh, segregating or uh, in terms of categorizing the waste generation, so most of our or the most or big percentage of our wastes really uh, come from the residential areas, followed by the uh, commercial, then industrial hospital waste is just 1.7 and so on. So next slide, please. The, the next three slides actually, you know, come from the data of the city and again. So this data were presented during the zero waste uh, forum held at the Ateneo Davao University last January when we celebrated the zero waste month. So in terms of uh, population, so uh, as of 2018, we already have around 1.7 double so we're already 2020, so Siguro, we're already 2 million and no more or less 2 million Davaoenios. And in terms of solid waste disposal at the sanitary landfill, so in 2017, we have around 575 tons per day, uh, 2018, 602 tons per day, and um, uh, 614 tons per day in 2019. So please take note that this data is different from the first slide because the first slide uh, talks about the total waste generation and this data is the the data or the average uh, volume of waste disposed to our sanitary landfill which means that not all our wastes uh, generated are actually collected and disposed to the sanitary land so next slide please Uh, so this is the waste analysis and characterization study uh, on the waste generation of Davao City as of 2017. So in terms of waste generation per source, so same, no, 80% uh, of our waste generated is uh, comes from the residential areas, followed by the public markets, and then farms, and then so quantity lang from the hospitals, so just around 1.72%, and then. Uh, so so that's it so next slide so that's uh, before pandemic no, in terms of the data on our uh, waste generation um so this is also the projected projected waste generation of residential and non-residential sources so from 2017 and uh, projected volume until 2027 so as we can see in the data so we are really expecting that our waste generation will also increase no yearly as uh, our population, industries, and other um, economic activities will also increase, no? and we are also uh, expecting that our volume, our wastes, uh, the volume of our waste generation will also increase. So next slide, please. So, but during the pandemic, uh, we, as I've said earlier, we don't have the exact data so we're still trying to uh, gather some data no, in terms of municipal wastes, medical wastes, generation. Uh, this is according to the press release issued by Break Free from Plastics. No? So can you imagine if everyone in the world wore a disposable mask every day for a year, there would be 3 trillion dirty masks to deal with afterward. Uh, so next slide, please. And disposable masks are made of uh, or 
from dense thermoplastics no, that cannot be recycled. So can you imagine, or if we're going to imagine, disposable masks made of plastics can last up to 450 years in the environment. And that's really crazy. And that's really creepy. You know? Can you imagine? Mamamatay na tayong lahat, the plastics, the disposable plastics will still be there in the environment. Next slide, please. Um, there's oh, there, there's a, um, a paper issued by Asian Development Bank studying the medical waste issued by uh, some cities in in Asia. Uh, we they don't have data uh, uh, of Davao City, but they have data of Manila. So in terms of population, the current population of Manila is 14 million. And additional medical wastes generated is about 280 tons per day. So can you imagine that? And the total possible production over 60 days is around 16,000 tons. But if we're going to multiply that for with uh, times five months, no, because five to six months na tayo under lockdown. So they 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 have generated around 42,000 tons, no, for five months, no, of medical wastes. And there's also a formula. There's also a formula uh, suggested by the Asian Development Bank. No, so since we don't have that data yet, we can also use this if we're going to compute the Davao City data uh, in the future. So according to Asian Development Bank, so local governments can estimate the potential increase in tonnage over time. So, like for example, for one infected person. The average uh, medical waste produced every day is about 3.4 kilograms. And so if we're going to multiply that with the number of infected persons no, uh, in every city, then that's equivalent to the increase of infectious waste medical per day of outbreak. And also uh, the Asian Development Bank uh, mentioned pre-COVID-19 outbreaks. Infectious medical waste increased by 600%. So that from 40 tons per day to 240 tons per day. So can you imagine? So can you imagine if uh, we're going to also compute the municipal waste, medical wastes in Davao City and also other cities in Mindanao in the Philippines? So next slide, please. So where do our disposable PPS go? No. So these are photos uh, taken by the Eco Waste Coalition, also issued no, uh, to our media friends. So these are photos showing the PPEs, especially the face masks. You no know, face masks. Uh, they they're already in our coastal areas, in our ocean, in the sea. So next slide, please. The next the next few slides uh, are photos actually from our partners. So. Another photo taken, no, and these these photos are, are were actually taken at Baseco compound, no, kinukuha po ng mga taga eco waste coalition. Next slide, please. Uh, this is actually my photo. I was uh, biking around the uh, Deca homes. Then I saw some face masks on the road, no. So yan, and then next slide, please. Oh, the next uh, slides also show some photos. 
Yeah, so as you can see, uh, we have here face masks, also boxes of face shields combined with other wastes. So next slide, please. Pwede naman, pwede pong medyo abilisan, okay lang po yan. Ayan, so this... This photo, this photo was taken by Ocean Asia, no? and also this photo, a very recent photo, we are about to issue this. So we tried to check the the mix of uh, the, the the plastic wastes, no, and then we saw some facial or face masks, no, combined with other plastic wastes. Okay, next slide, please. So if we have this concerns no so what are calls to the public we may not be able to contribute in solving the medical wastes in the hospitals but then as the public as the general public we really we really can contribute in somehow uh, preventing the increase of plastic wastes uh, increase of um, ppes that are being thrown no in the environment that goes to the ocean and so on and affect the marine ecosystem so we have this cause that uh, even before the pandemic, we've been calling that as a general public, you know, when we go to our office or we attend activities or in our daily lives, we can really bring our own bags and containers and bring our grocery in uh, shopping. And then we say no to plastic plates and straws. We, we have to purchase our own reusable water bottles and we have to bring our own takeout counter uh, container uh, and of course, for the PPEs, we we call on the public to properly dispose the PPEs. Most PPEs will just be on a one-time use, no. And um, but of course, as a general public, we, we are not frontliners, so we are calling the public to use reusable face masks, reusable PPEs. No, um, we we have to use this so we can contribute in. Uh, decreasing the amount of plastic waste or plastic PPEs being thrown away. So the use of reusable masks by the general population would significantly reduce plastic wastes during and after this pandemic. So our partner, Break Free from Plastic, also issued this uh, safety instructions. Very basic. Uh, everyone can really um, uh, follow these instructions, like for uh, handling of uh, reusable masks, uh, we can wash our reusable mask with soap or detergent or boil in hot water for 10 minutes so we can sanitize our reusable mask. So we will not worry if uh, our reusable masks are contaminated or not. So next slide, please. So we also continue to uh, call on the policymakers and implementers to continue to strictly implement the, the Republic Act 9003, or the Ecological Solid Waste Management uh, Act. And also, uh, we continue to call on the city council, the Davao City Council, to enact the single-use plastics ban or regulation in, for Davao City. We also call on, uh, because there's this proposal of uh, Councillor Giselle Villifuerte to, to, um, to promote the reusable face masks in Davao City, and we support that and of course the strict uh, disposal of the face masks. 
So we, the general public, know we are encouraged to move away from disposable PPEs and dispose our wastes properly to avert a COVID waste crisis. Let us not allow this health crisis to turn into an even bigger pollution crisis. So that's all. Thank you. And maayong buntag isa sa panahon. Uh, thank you very much, Chinkino. It's really overwhelming to hear all these uh, figures on our PPE, the waste, uh, and it's everywhere. It's on our coast, it's in our streets, it's just everywhere. So uh, I think we do have a lot of questions on the line. Uh, may we start with, uh, let me ask the help of our production crew. Yeah. Okay. So this is a question for Ms. Ebol from uh, Marie Fee of Business World. Do you have an estimate of the volume of disposable PPEs generated daily? Uh, good morning, ma'am. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the data on the volume of PPEs daily, but maybe the LGU has it. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have to note that and ask that question later. Hmm? On Facebook? Okay, it's, um, okay, chat. It's not yet here. Yeah, I can't see where the questions are. Um, let's chat. I, there are a lot of questions, don't worry. <laughs> it's just that I'm very techy, so I still have to look for it. Um, okay, on the question for Ms. Ebel regarding PPE waste volume, Perhaps Mr. Jamili would be in a better position to answer that. I mean, maybe he could answer. To rephrase it, what is the volume they process for double region and overall for all their facilities nationwide? Okay, so right now, ma'am, for Davao region, again, for the last three months, the average is around 50 tons per month. And 80% of those waste that we collect actually are PPEs. So that's around 40 tons per month of PPE in Davao region alone. But across the country with our installations, I think we're already around 500 per month tons in terms of the facilities that we do have across the Philippines. That's a lot. That's a lot of PPEs. And you yeah. only have like eight uh, installations, right? That's still very, very small considering that mm -hmm. according to WHO or the World Health Organization, hospital beds is actually generating one half kilogram of hospital waste or per, per bed per day. Now imagine that because mm -hmm. of the pandemic, PPEs are also rising in, in, in usage. So for sure, mas, dagan, mas marami pa talagang waste na dapat i-collect. Oh my God. So thank you. Uh, we have another question from uh, Singapore. 
Okay. Uh, good morning, Ms. Chinky and other speakers. My name is Hannah from Echo Business, a Singapore-based media organization reporting on sustainability in Asia. Would you be able to refer us to a Filipino company that would admit to incinerating medical waste? We would like to interview if possible. Thank you. Uh, okay, so he's giving, uh, she's giving the, the, the address. Okay. Uh, my email ad is hana.fernandez at echobusiness.com. Is that okay? So there's another one. Hi, this is Jennifer Sanser Davao. My question is for Mam Chinky of Edis. Several weeks ago, someone from Davao City got trending online for using her own used face mask as a seedling pot alternative. Netizens commented negatively, saying it's unsanitary, but she defended that she had consulted with health experts about it. Can you comment about this? Is this initiative safe for the plants and the people around her? Thank you. Um, thank you, thank you for the questions. No, first to Ms. Hannah, uh, I just would like to emphasize that um, EDS is campaigning against incineration. So uh, we have this campaign here in diversity. We are opposing the waste of energy and other incinerator, uh, incineration of waste. So that's first. No, we are against incineration. Second, uh, yes, um, I've I've read about that post, and uh, I think it was, that was also discussed during the committee hearing, chaired by Councillor Vilja Fuerte on her proposed policy. Um, on proper disposal of uh, face masks. So our stand, uh, where our our stand on it is that because we we do not know if the face masks are contaminated with virus or not, we discourage the recycling or reusing of face masks. Instead, we are calling for the proper disposal that it should not be combined with other with other wastes and uh, it should be properly disposed so that's you know i think um uh in, during the committee hearing of councillor Billy fuerte we proposed that the provision the proposed provision on the reusing of face masks should be uh deleted we we propose that because we are not really sure if uh, it will be safe for the people and for the environment also thank you Okay, so we go to the next question. This is from Bong Sarmiento, uh, one of the editors of Binda News. So anybody can answer this. PPEs nowadays are not just coming from the hospitals, but also households, especially disposable face masks with the advent of COVID-19. Most likely, a lot of households just mix them with your ordinary wastes. How do you, you suggest solving such a problem? So anybody can answer. Sorry, what's the question again, ma'am? Uh, how um, a lot of households just mix them, mix the PPEs with their ordinary waste. So what is your suggestion on how to solve this problem? Uh, yes, um, actually, you know, the government uh, issuance on how do we manage our PPEs, no, our, the policy is that um, 
we when we take off or we're used face masks, usually the disposable face masks, we have to first wash our hand, cut the face mask, no, uh, sanitize before putting into the the yellow bag, no. So we have to separate it, no. We have to separate it from other wastes, no. Uh, now for the general public, that is why we really need to conduct massive education, uh, massive uh, information dissemination to really make the public understand on the importance of uh, disposing properly our waste, no, especially the PPEs. So, so there's this uh, the disposal of waste in our household, especially the the disposable masks should be separated no so it should be separated from other wastes no naka separation na container compared dun siya sa orange na bag or i-label natin yung bag no na ito ay PPE and then uh, before we dispose it so yun po yun po ma'am any other maybe from the DOH yes ma'am uh, good morning ma'am Yes, uh, for the PPE used in the households, uh, we have a lot of advisory for that. Uh, um, yes, uh, you must clean your hands before putting off the PPE and uh, sanitize or uh, disinfect in chlorine maybe for 30 minutes before separately put it in a yellow bag and separate it from the general waste. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can we move on to the next question? So we have a question from Calvin on the DILG Memorandum Circular number 2020-071 requiring mandatory use of face masks or other protective equipment in public areas to avoid further transmission of COVID-19. The question is, I wonder if improper disposal of PPEs are also addressed in the LGUs. Are there any policies addressing this? Hmm. LGUs. I think, Chinky, uh, for the Davos City Council, you're, they, they've already discussed about possible the, about the face mask or the PPEs is possible. Can you can you elaborate? Yes. Um, first, no. Uh, during mga siguro May or June when we communicated to the City Mayor's Office, because. Uh, EDC is also a member of the Sustainable Double Movement, you know, and then we observed that during the lockdown, the, the, the volume of plastic waste, including the PPEs, increased you know, really in the, during the lockdown. So we wrote the city mayor and uh, asking her to really uh, develop a guidelines, you know, requesting the LG to develop a guidance on how to properly uh, dispose the PPEs in Davos City. But then again, um, the initial response was that the LGU is following the DOH guidelines on how to dispose the PPEs. Mm -hmm. And then in June, uh, Councillor Belia Fuerte, June and July, Councillor Belia Fuerte invited us to uh, attend to the committee hearings because she said that there's a need to address the improper disposal of PPEs, not because we can really see everywhere, face masks and so on. So. Councillor Billy Fred is proposing the uh, proper disposal, uh, uh, proper disposal of face masks ordinance. So that's it. So uh, a, a very simple ordinance, but then again, encouraging you no know, uh, or regulating the disposal of waste from the households. You no, know? so including yung sabi kanina na like 
for the general public, if we are using the disposable face mask, we have to wait, uh, wash our hand, uh, sanitize, no? sanitize it before putting in the yellow bag. The sanitation can be a very simple like mixture of chlorine and so on if we don't have really alcohol and, and other um, sanitation, uh, sanitizing uh, formula. No, in our house, no. So may mga simple mixture na na pinupost, and then also um, to conduct uh, massive information to the public on how to do the basic disposal of face masks, and uh, also uh, the proposed ordinance provides for penalty. No penalty, like for example, if you are caught, no, and uh, throwing your face mask in the public then you will be penalized but then again um may naka ano din siya naka by face no like for example first offense you have to attend the the orientation the seminar and then you have to do the community service then second offense you have to pay no for penalty and then and so on so that's the basic the highlights of the proposed ordinance of councilor bilaterity it's it has not been uh, enacted yet but we are hoping that the committee will finalize the the ordinance soon the committee report and it will be uh, discussed in the plenary and we will be enacted or passed immediately thank you thank you so we have a question from joey de Lumpines, uh, from the philippine information agency in the region um this is a series of questions so the first question was already answered about the unhygienic use of disposable masks and then the second is uh, for EDs, based on your monitoring, are there entities doing the recycling for face masks to be used again? Wow. How do we detect a used face mask in the market? Yeah, okay. EDs? Um, anybody, anybody who would like the use of recy the, uh, recycling for face masks to be used again? Wow. And yeah, maybe DOH or how how to detect a used face mask in the market? Can we do that? <laughs> don't have sorry, we don't have that the capacity to really check no if the 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 face masks uh, sold in the market are used or not. No? Maybe the DOH or the EMB, no, have their capacity. But in terms of monitoring, uh, uh, we are also limited by the guidelines, no, during pandemic. So we, we don't have that uh, physical monitoring. So what we're doing now is just uh, doing the advocacy on proper disposal face masks and then discouraging the public to reuse the face mask, the used face masks. But in terms of, um, actual monitoring sorry we, we 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 don't have that now no we were trying to really um go around and uh, get some photos of uh, face masks being thrown in the environment and in the coastal areas of Davao city but then again no you coastal areas or coastal barangays nothing are usually high risk no so we don't go there so sorry we don't have that uh, actual monitoring but Sana meron, no? Sana. City Enro, Davao, uh, DOH, and uh, DNR, we also do that. Yeah, our next question is for Ms. Engineer Jamili 
um, from Jill Banta of Break Free from Plastic Philippines. Um, for Neil of Red Green, isn't pyrolysis an indirect form of incineration, as some EU documents claim? How often do you test for dioxins, furans, and other emissions? And what are the technologies that you use in order to monitor these emissions? Okay, thank you so much. Actually, that's a very common question that we used to encounter a lot. And we have a lot of memos regarding on that. So they always say that pyrolysis is a facade of incineration. However, it is not. According to the guidelines of the you know, uh, 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 United Nations Convention for Environmental Discussions, mm -hmm. there are no direct statements coming from them that states that pyrolysis is an indirect form of, of uh, incineration. In terms of the testing of dioxins and furans, currently in the Philippines, we don't have testings for dioxins and furans in terms of laboratory capacity. So what we usually do in a year by the standards of DNR, we actually test this in uh, by installation for dioxins and furans. Uh, we get third-party laboratories. Usually they're coming from NCR. So they collect the air samples, the stack samples that we do have, and we send this to Singapore or USA to test for dioxins and furans in terms of emission. And all of which are considered under very high capacity chemical engineering reactions. And it is also sure that in our end, as, as the machine provider, we do have separate air filter technologies, air principles. We have electrostatic precipitator, we have carbon HEPA filters. Uh, pyroclave actually, or rad green solutions, do not support incineration. So I, we believe that incineration is a major no-no to the country because, for example, dioxins and furans is responsible for, the incineration is responsible for dioxins and furans, most of them. And these are carcinogens. And we don't want any Davaweno next to suffer cancer because of the disposal of these medical waste and other ways. So we make sure that this is tested yearly under DNR, DOST, and other third-party laboratories. And these are done religiously and with results that we are willing to pub, uh, post in public. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much, Engineer Jamili. Now we have a question from Jessa Torres Toyfranca uh, for DOH. Um, so DOH, so DOH po, sa mandatory na paggamit ng face shield, paano po ang proper na pag, paggamit ng face shield, paano po ang proper na pag-sanitize nito? Okay lang po ba ang paggamit pa ulit-ulit nito po and to Edis, may worry ba tayo na in time na baka hindi na mandatory ang face shield, makadagdag din ito sa plastic waste? Good day, thank you ahead. So for DOH and then later on. Um, good morning, ma'am. Uh, the use of face shield, uh, yung ginagawa po namin, pwede lang po siya i-disinfect ng alcohol, uh, outer, or iwas po muna natin upon arriving sa ating mga bahay, iwas po muna natin um, with soap and water pwede lang po siya and then after that i let it dry and then alcohol po 70% ethyl alcohol can be pwede po siya gamitin araw-araw 
Okay. For for Chinky, the question on the mandatory face shield and what it's going to cost uh, later. Yes, face shield, no, kasi plastic nga siya, as much as possible. Ako hindi din ako comfortable no, to use face shield. So as much as possible to really prevent from accumulating more um, face shield wastes, no? Of course, no, we are all encouraged to stay at home, no? Yan yun naman yung first. No? Second, the face shield, we can... Uh, as much as possible, we have to use face shield, no? Uh, re reuse, reuse, reuse. We, have, we just have to sanitize it. Kasi kung one time use lang ng face shield, and then eventually, no, all of us will be really um, contributing to more plastic wastes, no? So, um, we, we also have partners uh, that produce face shield with the use of bamboo. So, you, I'm not sure if you're familiar with bamboo, guys. So, Less plastic because the 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 ones they use no para sa facial dito sa loob ay bamboo. So yung plastic nala ay dun dun sa harap no. So yun as much as possible we just have to reuse and reuse our face shield, but make sure to sanitize it so we don't have to throw it away you know, after our use. So yun but uh, of course we have to abide with the health protocols no that's very important, and then just lessen the accumulation of wastes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, the, the, I have another question for Engineer Mira of UNB Davao. What has been the challenge of the agency in managing household PPE wastes? This is from Rob of Mindanus. Well, it's been a challenge since uh, it should be the LGU who will monitor the proper segregation of household waste. And until now, we don't have any reports. So it's a challenge for us to know where these uh, used PPEs from households go. Because we, do, we don't receive reports from LGU on how they manage these household PPEs. Because it's the LGU who will manage that waste from the households. We only provide the technical assistance when it comes to RA9003 and as well as RA6969. We also issue the permits. However, when it comes to the data and the reports on how they manage, it's really a challenge for us. It's a big hurdle for us to know how they uh, were able to manage, uh, not just for Davao City, but it's for all over the country. That's really a big challenge. Yeah, so from Bong Sarmiento of Mindanao and to Engineer Ebol, Mamura, and Ms. Shinki, regarding garbage coming from other countries, remember the Canadian and South Korean trash, which contained also those hospital wastes in relation to the amendment. Where are we now? Who is championing its ratification in Congress? Okay, so anybody, Ma'am Ebol, Come again, Ma'am. I cannot uh, come again okay. for the question. Uh, okay, so the question is, um, this is regarding garbage coming from other countries, uh, the Canadian and South Korean trash, which arrived uh, in the Philippines. Um, it also contained hazardous hospital waste. 
So in relation to the basal ban amendment, where are we now? Where is the Philippines now in that kind of, uh, the, the, that kind of problem? Who is championing its ratification in Congress? So we presume that there's a bill proposed Congress regarding that. Uh, right now, ma'am, I don't have the update on that, but uh, rest assured that the OH with our environmental related division is uh, making its way to the um, to, to that uh, problem with the Congress. Thank you. Let me answer that. You um, see, this no, has been part of the group organized by Ecoways Coalition. Um, which participated in the re-expertation ceremonies no, in Misamis Oriental since uh, 2019. No? And just last month, July, and then first week of August, no, we were informed by the Bureau of Customs Pen that the remaining um, Hong Kong wastes, Hong Kong, by <laughs> Uh, I'm reading my notes. Uh, South Korea, the remaining South Korean wastes no, in Misamis Oriental, uh, has already been re-exported no, even during the lockdown. No? We, we actually appreciate the efforts of uh, Bureau of Customs uh, Region 10 no, for really pursuing no, the, the, the re-exportation of uh, South Korean wastes na misdeclared in no, 2017 or 2018. Pa. And then we are happy that um, uh, I think a uh, few container bans uh, were, I don't know, were, uh, remain no, in uh, Misamis Oriental Region 10 because the, the Bureau of Customs no, is planning to uh, file a case no, against the, trans, the, the exporter and other uh, uh, in, uh, involved no, in the misdeclared uh, uh, South Korean wastes. Now, in terms of um, policy advocacy, there are lots of uh, networks, no? national and international networks that are advocating for the ratification of the, 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 the sorry, I'm, I'm, I have lots of <laughs> So uh, the, there's this International Pollutants Elimination Network, or IPEN, which, uh, in which EDIS is also a member uh, that is uh, really uh, advocating at the international level on the ratification of Basel Ban, uh, Basel Convention Ban, no? or Basel Ban Convention. And uh, in the, at, the na at the national level, sorry, we have lots of partners like, of course, the Eco-Waste Coalition, Break Free from Plastics, Gaia. We also have the Greenpeace and so on. So these are national uh, NGOs who are really advocating that the national government should ratify the Basel Ban Convention. And we should stop no, receiving uh, imported wastes. No? Can you imagine? We hindi nga natin halos ma-manage yung basura natin sa Pilipinas and then mag-accept pa tayo ng basura ng ibang bansa. So, uh, that's, not... so that's, that's my answer. Thank you. Yeah, okay. So, uh, we will have time for three more questions. The next question will be from Gail Ilagan. Um, are we the only country requiring mandatory face shields for the general population? Why? Anybody can answer, I think. Yeah. 
sorry. So I'm I'm trying to check. Oo nga ano, parang <laughs> parang we, I am not reading some uh, I'm not reading re reading any news no about other countries requiring people to use face shield no parang here lang sa Philippines but I'm not sure baka other others have idea or baka may nabasa sorry mm -mm. so yeah DOH Is that, can we hear from ma'am? Yes, yes ma'am. Uh, yeah. We are in the Philippines. Uh, our WH is requiring the, the mandatory use of PCLs because most of our cases are community transmission and it helps a lot if we have a PCL, no? especially in slums area, um, high congested area, high risk area. Uh, although we feel from the start uh, it's uh, very inconvenient for all of us, but I think so, as the DOH said, it helps a lot. Thank yeah. You. So there's a question for, for Radtech. Uh, uh, Carl Arguinez is asking uh, to, for him to be more specific, um, does it also collect from DRMC and other government hospitals in the region? Yes, that's true, ma'am. Uh, we also collect for DRMC and other hospitals. They're actually into agreements. Uh, usually, the contracts are yearly contracts for big hospitals and institutions because these hospitals actually and clinics are required to have permit to operate. And these permit to operate will not be approved if they don't have any connection with a treater, a registered treater under DNR EMD book. Mm, okay. So, um... There's another question, Engineer Jamili. Um, can we, uh, from Glenn Imata, can we be provided with those reports on emissions and diets Furans mentioned? Uh, number two is full technical specs and operational procedures of the pyrolysis facility being used by Rad Green and other inventory documentation reports on waste treated by your company since January 2020. How do we reach out to you? Well, they can always reach us at radgreensolutions.org. But for the reports, actually, these are usually submitted to separate regional office for installations based on government standards because some DNR regions actually require different reports on this. Uh, it's on the duty of the DNR regions to, to have the copy for the results for testing. Because for example, uh, DOST, they have this environment technology verification. This environment technology verification actually is dependent on the results of emission and bacteriological tests. So it's a call of the DOST to have the e, uh, ATV certification onto which parameters in line with DNR and DOH, are they going to require to have both? Okay, so, uh, and they can reach you, um, and they can reach you at your office at um, Radme Solutions. Solutions.org.com. And here's an info there. They can write their letter there, and for sure, or administration. Would be very much happy to answer all their technical queries but okay thank you very much we have another question from uh, eileen lucero 
So the question is, instead of annual air emissions monitoring, can you do a real-time monitoring of air emissions? Y yes, we actually do uh, actual real-time real air emission, but into limited parameters. For example, we have the, the normal carbon dioxide, sulfur dioxide, but for dioxins and furans, the mandate actually, for dioxins and furans, most of, uh, most, if not all, emission emission producing machines in the Philippines don't have the yoxins and furans. It is it is a it is a wholehearted test na meron dioxins and furans just to make sure to the general public that we pass the compliance for the yoxins and furans. Actually, mm -hmm. dioxins and furans are usual tests done for incineration. But for pyrolysis, uh, if you go to the DNR standards, again, there are separate NESAP standards or the national emission standards for different technologies. And pyroclave actually do not necessarily require to test dioxins and furans. But we made sure that in installations, we include dioxins and furans testing. Because dioxins and furans usually are, again, tested for incinerators. Yeah. Okay, so thank you very much. That ends our session. But before we leave, may we ask each of you, our speakers, to say a little something or maybe uh, then we may ask Rob if, if it is okay if we can share uh, what you've just uh, presented to our participants or to our uh, those who are listening right now. So may we ask first Engineer Ebel any announcement, whatever promotions that you would like to share with us? Uh, good morning again, uh, our viewers uh, and uh, our participants, and of course, the our resource speakers. For me also, uh, I have known very good idea from all the presenters. And uh, at this point in time, in behalf of our director, Dr. Anabel Piyumang, I would like to congratulate the Minden News for having come up with this. And I hope uh, we can, uh, such a way, come up with what can we do to help our community, our constituents. And that's really, this really calls for action. And the DOH is always in support of your initiatives. Thank you and good morning. Thank you. Uh, we call on Engineer Berkilia. Good morning again. On behalf of our uh, director, RD Sophie Manuel, uh, I would like to thank Minda News and congratulations also for spearheading this forum, for having this forum. I've learned a lot from Ms. Chinky, some of the data I've not known. And also, uh, I would like to remind everybody to please manage, don't let, uh, don't always ask the government to manage your waste for your behalf, please manage your waste properly. Dispose your garbage properly. Um, uh, disinfect whatever there is to disinfect so we can avoid this kind of illness to spread, this kind of disease to spread. Also, um, I would like to encourage everybody, all establishments to please register online as hazardous waste generator in this, in such a way, in this way we can also uh, provide you technical assistance, we get to know your company, and we'll help you, we'll guide you all the way on how to properly manage your hazardous waste. 
Yeah. And uh, your garbage also, although we don't do the registration for the garbage, but the hazardous waste case. Um, that's all. Thank you very much for inviting us. Thank you very much. Uh, we really look forward to another one like this. Uh, this is just the beginning, actually. So we may be here from Engineer Jamili. Uh, we actually are very thankful for Minda News for inviting us to, to tell the public to which where does this PPA goes? Because indeed, Minda News is fulfilling to its promise and giving safe haven to the people that PPEs, for example, especially from the medical facilities, are, are catered well by Rad Green Solutions. Once it goes to our facility, especially in Maya, Maya Medways, we are working together with DNR and DOH to make sure that the public is safe. And I think it's it's now it's very timely to believe into the Helen Keller's words that alone we can only do so little, but together we can do so much. So now is the time that we had to help each other. Uh, in terms of hospitals and medical clinics, uh, DOH, DNR, and Rad Green Solutions Maya Medways is one into this quest for making the, this whole place safe for in terms of COVID and other infectious ways. If you have more questions and you want more information, you may visit us at radgreensolutions.com. Thank oh, you thank so much. Thank you very much, Engineer Jamili. Yeah, we've been actually to the, the facility and we were quite impressed. So uh, then we now go to our friend from Ibis, Chinky. Uh, Thank you again, Mom Ami, and thank you, Minda News, for organizing this web forum. We miss the regular press conference, no, almost <laughs> every day of the week. And thank you very much. Um, we really appreciate this because, as much as possible, we really want to continue um, doing our advocacy work, no, sharing our advocacy campaigns with the general public. And uh, I just would like to. Uh, reiterate, no, so we, the general public, are encouraged, no, each individuals are encouraged to move away from uh, using disposable PPEs, no, kahit yan na lang man yung ating tulong, no, para mabawasan yung pag-accumulate ng basura, para mabawasan yung basurang sinusunog or pinapyrolysis ng rad, no, uh, as much as we appreciate their, their uh, company, we, we, we really want to address the root cause of the waste problem, and that is the accumulation, the generation of more wastes. And we, the public in general, are really encouraged to, to contribute or uh, to share in uh, eliminating or preventing the waste generation. And uh, may I also reiterate no, what I've said earlier, that we are all challenged not to allow this health crisis to create into a bigger pollution crisis. So as much as possible, let us use reusable for the general public, for the non-frontliners as much as possible. Let us use reusable PPEs and let us not add to already uh, accumulate, accumulating wastes no, in the environment. So thank you very much. And may I just also announce, no, we will also have our uh, web forum to present our uh, the results of the study on the bike no bike ordinance of that ah. 
on the 26th, please also uh, join us. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. We will, we will take note. Um, to properly close this web forum, uh, may we ask Miss um, Imelda Albano, who has really been supporting us from the start, uh, to to properly close the this web forum. Um, thank you, thank you, Ma'am Ami, for that very generous um, introduction. So again, I'm Imelda Abano. I'm uh, as a content coordinator for the Indonews Earth Journalism Network. I oversee environmental programs and activities in the Philippines and the Pacific Island. Um, this webinar organized by Mindanews somehow clarified critical issues around COVID-19 waste management. Um, with our panel of experts, of course. So we support activities like, uh, like this um, with Internews Earth Journalism Network. It's an international media development organization, of course, that works to uh, build the capacity of local media and civil society actors engaging communities in two-way communications like this, and of course, building community feedback groups. Um, that can enhance um, environment, environment and um, community resilience. And most of our activities are on capacity building, training, fellowships, local and international learning trips, story grants for individual journalists and media grants for media organizations such as the Mindanus. So it, it's, it's, it's really good to hear our experts tackle those issues on how to effectively manage COVID-19 medical waste and on how we can support our local community manage the emerging issues and the challenges in uh, waste generation and management. Um, the discussions that we had made us reflect that poor waste management can result in pollution of water sources, such as our rivers, dams, um, even blockage of sewer pipes and water treatment plants. And um, it's also imperative that we maintain a clean and healthy environment as our country intensifies its efforts to fight COVID-19. And the additional infectious medical waste could have really serious impacts on human health and the environment if not managed properly, just what our um, resource speakers here have um, shown us. So I, I hope we can continue our discussion beyond this um, webinar. That would, um, I think that would be all and that you party, your participation in this very informative and um, engaging webinar uh, will be beneficial to all. So um, thank you to all our resource speakers and um, to Minta News, of course. Uh, good morning. Um, can I just make an, an announcement, uh, Ms. Ami? So we yes, are yes. on the Internews um, Earth Journalism Network is also offering, as I've mentioned, a story grant. So we have um, um, right now currently uh, small grants for, <clears throat> for journalists to do um, environmental stories like this one. So we have an average of like $1,500 to, to give to um, journalists from Asia and the Pacific region, including the Philippines. 
and the deadline is on August uh, 28. So I hope uh, I'll see many applications from journalists from the Philippines, especially uh, from your region. Thank you. That would be all. Yeah, thank you very much, Imelda. Before we really go our separate ways, I would like to thank uh, our production crew, Mr. Yaso Campo and Mr. Rob Gumba, for, for helping me with all this. No? And I would also like to thank the Mindanus people. Um, and then also, of course, our spokespersons who, this is a holiday, August 24 is our, the culmination of our Kadayawan, but they still took time to be with us this morning. So I would really heartfelt uh, thank you from Mindanus to all our speakers. So have a wonderful day over the remaining of the day. And I really hope to see you soon. And let's, let's, uh, Take some time also to, I will visit you. In other words, I will visit you. So for those who are still online, you can hear us on on, on, on podcast, through Spotify, Anchor, and so forth and so on. So yeah, see you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Minda News Podcast. We hope you will continue to follow us for news and information on Mindanao.